Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Rad Reality Show. It's Manic Monday, and we have a special guest tonight, but we're going to kick it off with our intro, Manic Monday. It should be called Mad Monday. Manic Monday is like the song. They played it the last Monday. It's a Manic Monday. for being in the chat room you guys this is a great opportunity to call in and talk to michelle about big brother so we want to hear from you the show is for you guys What's up, party people? Oh! I'm Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski, but my friends call me Gronk. I hope you're ready for another BB takeover because it's Gronk's party week. That means we're going to party all week long. Uh, yeah. Let's get a limbo party going in the backyard. Oh, oh yeah? Party. Oh, limbo! <laughs> that was a killer party. See you soon. Yeah! Ooh, hell yeah. Welcome, Big Brother fans. I'm Cherry Garcia. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'd like to thank you for joining us this evening. Today is Monday, July 13, 2015, which means it's time for the Manic Monday show with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa from Big Brother 10, also known to many as the Portuguese Princess of Providence. And because this princess has never stopped giving back to her fans since she came out of the Big Brother house, 
She brings on awesome guests each and every Monday for the Manic Monday Show to chat about Big Brother 17. And this week, she's bringing back a dear friend to the Rad Reality Show Network. Um, He's somebody that Michelle and I have both attended a number of reality charity events at the same time with, and he's truly someone that I consider such an honor to know. Um, He and his wife, Michelle, are both teachers and are always assisting youth with the arts. He was one of the first true fanatics slash historians to play Big Brother, so I can't wait to hear his opinions. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Ronnie Talbot from Big Brother 11. Um, I'm so excited that he's going to be with us tonight. Fans are welcome to call in and talk with Michelle Costa and Ronnie Talbot by dialing 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please press the number 1 key. That lets us know that you'd like to join us on air. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be co-hosts, answering calls and taking care of the chat room, keeping things behind the scenes running smoothly. So we're going to say a quick hi to Paul and then bring up our host. Um, But before we throw it over to Paul, I just want to say one quick thing um, regarding one of our Red Reality family members. I think most everyone knows, but to those of you who haven't heard, our very dear Chi-Town Joe's mom passed away recently, and today is the day that his mom was being buried. So I just want to say that from all of us to Chi-Town Joe, our thoughts and prayers are with you today. Um, I know it's a very rough day for you, and I just want you to know that we are thinking of you, babe, and our thoughts and prayers are with you. So, Paul... How are you doing up in Minnesota today? Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. I am staying inside and trying to stay cool. And, uh, yes, my thoughts are with Joe as well. I I hope that uh, they don't get hit by any severe weather because there's a lot of that going around in our area, including in the Chicago area. So I hope everything uh, goes smoothly for him. And, uh, well, that's about it. I guess I, I've got a lot of pressure. You said uh, we keep things running smoothly in the background, so hopefully I can uh, keep that up. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait to get this party started. So let's play her intro and get our host up here with us. Here we go, folks. Our perfect storm, the Portuguese princess, Michelle Casta. How are you? Hello, Cherry. Hello, Paul. Happy Monday the 13th, I guess. <laughs> Happy Manic Monday, everybody. And I just want to first say 
before we start everything, I'm thinking about you, Joe, and your family right now and sending you thoughts and prayers and um, we're all there in spirit. So just wanted to put Absolutely. that out there first. Um, happy Manic Mondays. Welcome back, everybody. We had such a great show last week and we are prepared for another fantastic show tonight. Um, Cherry, uh, you just kind of took the words out of my mouth. I'm so excited to have him back. He has not been on in a while and has been missed, and that is my boy, Ronnie Talbot from Big Brother 11, and I'm excited to hear what he thinks. There's a lot that's been going on in the house. Um, before we get started talking about that, do you guys want to hear about a crazy day I had yesterday? I no. do. You oh, guys, it's so uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say no, Paul? Uh, Don't make me get Jason after you and and say, I'm Portuguese princess, send me some steak and and eggs, send me some Portuguese food. (laughs) Was an egg on top of the steak? The egg was on top of the steak, yes. And and before I say what I wanted to say, I just want to give a shout out to my girl, Dave Vaughn, Team Dave, Mama Day, who just sent me a tweet. A few minutes before coming on the air, um, uh, thanking um, the love that I've been giving her, and that's my girl, and oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. Um, I cannot wait to talk with her and um, see what we can do. Maybe she'll come on Manic Mondays. I don't know. And she told me that Jason loves me. I said, yeah, I know. Um, so that's just something that happened before coming on, but okay, let me talk about my day yesterday. So you guys, uh, I, I spoke with Cherry and Paul before coming on air and it sounds like there was a beautiful day across the United States. Um, well, Minnesota, St. Louis and, uh, Rhode Island was a beautiful day. Nineties feeling like hundreds, 99 degrees. Um, it, it was a warm day yesterday and it was in the nineties here as well. You know, with the beaches, you're talking about the eighties but it was the warmest day of the year so far at the beaches. So I wanted to do a little field trip with Mama and Papa Costa, and so I wanted to take them to, like, the best beach in Rhode Island, and they were so excited to go. And my dad had never been before, so we – it's about an hour away from my house. So we head there, and I leave the house around 10 because I figured beach traffic's early. And so maybe about – 10 miles away from our destination, we had already driven 50 miles, we hit traffic. And I said, okay, well, it's beach traffic, it's Sunday, it's warm. When I tell you it took us three hours to go 10 Ooh. miles, it took us four hours. But the, the first hour wasn't bad. It was the three hours it took us to go 10 miles, okay? Oh, my God. It gets better. Okay. So, so... um. I'm, like, worried because, you know, we had a half a tank of gas getting there, and at this point we're at a quarter tank, and I'm like, okay, well, let's shut off the air conditioning, you know, because, like, this doesn't seem like we're not moving. Like, this doesn't seem good, you know, and there's no gas stations in this area because it's, you know, considered kind of like a little beach town, and there's thousands of people trying to head to it, so they don't have any gas stations, and there's no way you can turn around. So um, two and a half hours into our ride, which we went one mile in like an hour and a half, I'm looking at this guy behind us, and he's singing, and he's like, you know, got his brakes going, like kind of like pushing his car, breaking it, pushing it, breaking it. And I'm like, oh, you know, Mama Papa Costa, this guy behind us is having a blast. You know, he better not, you know, hit us or anything. 
And so I look up in the rearview mirror, and his girlfriend grabs his arm, and it was like he almost hit our car. So I go, oh, my God, the guy almost hit our car behind us. And they're like, oh, the guy that's been singing. I'm like, yeah, not even two minutes later, this guy hits us while we're sitting in traffic and not moving. Oh, oh my God. He rear ends us, okay? And we're not even moving. It was like a 10 minutes you don't move, and then one car length you'd move, and then 10 minutes you wouldn't move. Like, think about it. To get three hours, 10 miles, you know, you're not moving at all. He hits us. And so we're like, what the heck? My neck still hurts, whatever. We get out of the car. We look. There's no damage or anything. He doesn't even get out of the car. Doesn't even ask if we're okay. Nothing. Oh, my God. How rude. So I go, listen, the first time you almost hit me and the second time you did hit me, keep back, stop your singing and pay attention and don't make it a third time, you know? Like, we were so already deep in, and I was like, oh, my God, my dad's like, this better be the best speech in the entire world. Like, it better be, like, <laughs> raining diamonds, right? So that was two and a half hours in. We get hit, whatever. So an hour and a half to go another mile, we're right there, and, like, the gas light comes on, and I'm driving my mom's car because I still don't have my car, people. My car, I still don't have it. If you follow oh my, my car, Saga, I still don't have it. So, like, you know your car. When you drive it and the light comes on, you know how many miles you have to go, right? Right. So I'm like, I don't know how many miles I have to go. I don't know what kind of traffic I'm going to sit in on the way home because if these people are coming in, they got to leave somehow, right? And so I was like, okay, Mama Papa Costa, I got you guys in this. I'm going to get you guys out of this. So I know people that work at the, at the, it's like a beach hotel bar, and it's like right on the beach where we're going to go. I know people that are working there, they can take us to get gas. Well, we get there at 2, we left house at 10, we get there at 2. Finally on the beach, we're like sitting there, and I said, listen, I'm not even going to deal with it till like 7. So I go get my dad a drink, get my mom an ice cream cone, and I go on an adventure. My friend lets me take his car, and I go in in, in route of finding a gas station and bringing gas back to the car. And so I did that, and hallelujah, we made it home. That was my day yesterday. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. But needless to say, Papa Casa thought it was the best beach ever and loved the beach, and we had a good time. Needless to say of everything that happened. So whoever hit me. There's no other roads or alternate routes? No. No, it's like this, like, one strip. Actually, um, Taylor Swift lives at the end of the of the beach, I would say, scenic route road. She lives on Watch Hill Westerly, and I was at Misquamica Beach Westerly, which, you know, every, like, maybe I'd say 200 feet was a different name of a, a beach, but they're all connected, and they all have these different bars and restaurants, and she owns a $14 million mansion at the end of it. So, I mean, when I tell you there was thousands of people that went where the police actually ended up closing down the roads and making people turn around because there was four hours. The the highways were so jammed that it was like 
it was all over the um, radio when we were sitting there in traffic doing nothing. They were like, it, the highways are a complete standstill. Like, nobody was moving at all. So, um, but that was my day yesterday, and I was able to make it home. Thank you for DVR. Whoever is DVR, can I get a holla? Holla. <laughs> for instances like this, I came home and got to watch Big Brother 17, and that's why we're all here. So talk about that, right, Cherry and Paul? That's right. Yes, and all, all speaking of Big of Brother, your Big Brother guest is on our switchboard. Well, let's make a U-turn, right, which I should have done yesterday. No, no traffic. No, note to self, fill your tank of gas, <laughs> and don't go to the beach on a Sunday when it's uh, 90 degrees. Okay. Well, let's bring our big brother lover up. I'm so excited. We haven't had him on in a while, so let's bring him up. Let's do this. I can't wait. Here we go. Welcome, Ronnie. Good to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. It's been a long time. Hi, my Ronnie. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. I miss you. I love you. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully. Wonderfully. Now that you're back with us, it has been a long time. But we missed you. Where have you been, Ronnie? I've been busy with life crap. I have to ask the beautiful Cherry Garcia. How are you doing, Cherry? I'm hanging in here. Um, another little health hiccup, but I'm I'm hanging in here. Good. Good. How are you doing? Yeah, like really what's been well. going on with Ronnie since you've been out of the Manic Monday Night Life? How else <laughs> have you been up to, babe? Um, just still doing the speech and debate thing. Um, living life. Uh, I don't know. Been considering a career change, maybe. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Just living life and watching Big Brother. We got a hot tub today. Woo! So, yeah. All right. We'll be right up. Did you just say you have a hot tub? You're in a hot tub? No, we bought a hot tub. So we're going Oh, I didn't know if you were in it as we spoke because that would have been hot. No, it's it's finishing heating up right now. So it should be up to temp as soon as the show's over. Oh. So, and then what happens? Oh, no, no, no. That's not that type of show. <laughs> that's not that type of show, Ronnie. Gosh. <laughs> Well, we love you, miss you, and we always love to hear your thoughts. And we hasn't we haven't talked to you since Big Brother Seventeen started, so there's a lot of questions. Let's first off start off by saying your thoughts before you go into your favorite or least favorite, or your if you like to take over and all that. What are your thoughts on the cast overall? I mean, for myself, I think that they are very uh, eclectic, crazy, different, same, and just. For me, it's a great melting pot. Yeah, I, I think it's a really young cast. I, I, no one's really above early 30s, right? Yeah, no, yep. Yeah, yeah so it's a um, really, really young cast. Um, Shelly's which, 33 and she calls herself Grandma. I mean, I thought that was awfully weird. Very yeah, young. but is she the oldest one in the house? I think she might yes. be. Well, wait, how old is Austin? Oh, he 30? lived in 20s. I thought he was like 29, no. 30, maybe. Yeah. So Shelly is the oldest one at 33. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Isn't that odd? 
That is very odd. So I guess she is a grandmother. All right, go grandma. Go grandma. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in a couple seasons. Usually there's someone that's at least upper 30s, right? Yeah. That's very so, strange. I never even realized that, you know, not even thinking about it because like I said, they're, they're they're different in themselves. They kind of have like some of them have old souls, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why, you know, for, for old soul meaning a lot of big brother um, brilliance, and then at the same aspect, you have the uh, uh, big brother lacking knowledge. Um, I guess you know if we saw yesterday's show, I, I understand. You know, you you see the show, and it is, but Austin with she's a twin, yeah, and. Like he didn't get it, and Jeff, just, and Jeff was right like, over his head. Was, Jeff thought James was still HOH. I mean, come on. <laughs> Those guys are so worried about bodybuilding and working out. They just don't, I don't know if they're really playing Big Brother. <laughs> Being a younger cast, I hope we see some big fights. You know, somebody made a comment that this was one of the most dramatic first week. I say bullshit to that. I the, think the, we we kind of set the bar kind of high in my opinion. Absolutely. BB11 yeah. first week, thank Braden. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. And, oh, no yeah. no way. And you guys, everyone's welcome for that because, you know, I had a big hand in setting that approach. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That's what the people want to see. I mean, we don't want kumbaya. Yeah, we don't want holding hands by the campfire. We want you to shove people's head in the campfire. Not literally, but you know what I mean? Make a s'more out of them. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. More and more, and, you know, I not that I didn't like him. I just was not sure kind of his gameplay. But the more and more I listen to John and the more and more – I think about his last comment on the end of the show last night, and he was like, you can put me up as a pawn, whatever you want to do, but I'm coming for you. And I was like, ooh, we got the little smartness now coming out of him, and I like that. I like, John is somebody to watch, Ronnie. What are your thoughts on John? I mean, he is crazy, though. I love it. I like John. Um, He, I don't know. John has, you know, kind of, kind of feel I know they don't necessarily look for this but to me and I know this is not a unique viewpoint but John kind of feels that little slot that we have seen to be we've come to learn is the Dan the Derek the you know that type of thing that's kind of what John reminds me of I don't real. I, I don't think might more Derek but maybe like Danish you know, with his approach in the diary room, but it's like extreme, I think. Yeah, he's and the yeller this season, that's for sure. Yeah, well, if you like listen to him talking as, yeah. I think we were talking about it last week, he's very calm. He doesn't really talk like that, so I don't know if he's trying to, whatever he's doing in the diary room is funny and crazy, um, but he's a lot smarter and stuff than he portrays in his diary room sessions. I maybe I'm I don't know what he's actually trying to do. I'm I'm still trying to like I said. I'm still feeling him out, Paul. What are, yeah, I don't know. Say something. I want to make a comment too about uh, you. You liken him to Dan. Uh, one of our uh, chatters uh, pointed out that listen to him when he to Johnny Mac when he's just talking in a normal voice and he's not getting 
you know, giggly and, and excited. And you could swear that Dan Giesling is in the house. He's listen and you'll hear moments where he sounds exactly like Dan. My one downside to John and Michelle, I don't know if you agree with this, but this is just me viewing as a former house guest that if I were in the house with John, him telling me he was a dentist, I would definitely never vote for him to win because he's going to make money anyway. Yeah, but like I don't do. First off, I would be like, no way. I don't believe that. Maybe he's a dental assistant when he came up with the whole crown thing with Julia and um, uh, Liz, which is brilliant. You know, um, he knows what he's talking about. But would I think he was like a dent? I would think he was like the one that you go and check in with at the dentist office or <laughs> the, the the one that sucks the, the saliva out of your mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he, I'd, I'd still take him at it, and I'd, I'd just be like, he, he should go. I mean, if he's he does, he dentists make really good money, so it's not. Oh like no, they do for money. Yeah, but he I, he I, hasn't he hasn't dealt with power where they're like he's dealing with power where they're using him and they're, they're going to save him and then they're going to throw him to the wolves. But he'll probably do that before they will. But um. I, I, I don't know if, like, the other side of the house, you know, like the Jasons and James and stuff would put him up, um, even if he was a dentist in their eyes, because, you know, at this point, the the house is divided. But, I mean, um, there's other people I would think that would be more of, like, um, a red flag before J- John would be, maybe. Oh, but he's been winning competitions. I mean, he's, like, the veto champion, you know. He's doing good. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I'm really happy with the final nominees this week. I, I'm okay. I mean, well, one half of them I'm not. The other half I'm like, yes, that person can go. <laughs> okay, so who is it that you're talking about? I will have, I will shed no tears to see Jeff evicted this week. To G- Jeff evicted. Yes, oh, yeah. amen. I really would like to see Jeff evicted. I mean, first off, like, he doesn't know a thing about Big Brother. <laughs> and, Clearly not. And it's irritating for me, you know, like, as a like a viewer, not as, like, um, a house guest, but as a viewer, when somebody doesn't know a game that they're playing, am I the only one that it's so irritating? No. It, it, I, it's like a pet peeve of mine. I thought the same thing whenever I found whenever I saw he and Jackie going into the house. I was like, "What do they know about this game?" They, I don't. I mean, I would say Jackie is playing much better than Jeff. But the thing about it is, Jeff screwed up on day one. Whenever I heard him, whenever they had him saying to Jackie, uh, "Well, you know, we right there on the before they entered the house." Whenever Phil asked him how it was going, he's like, "Well, no, we're just good friends." I'm like, you idiot, you're going into a game where she's really your best ally and you're kind of already distancing yourself from her? When I'm like, this is dumb. Well, I think maybe the twist of the Amazing Race is getting played on the Amazing Racers because I quite don't think that um, they're making quite an impact. I'm surprised, actually, that they've lasted this long and one of them is not gone at this point. 
Is anybody else surprised about that? Um, I am because, well, I said it's going to be interesting to see how they go from a game where Amazing Race has its own challenges, but I guess the one thing you can say about Amazing Race is that for the most part, aside from an unforeseen thing like uh, getting a bad cab driver or something like that, your fate is in your own hands. Either you complete the challenges or you don't. Either you find the the pit stop or you don't. And if you don't, it's because you didn't do it. It's not because someone did it to you. Um, But in Big Brother, your fate is in everyone else's hands. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a totally different world. You go from 29 days. I think I think the Amazing Race is like 29 days or 28 days to living with all the people that you're competing against and then having like social and physical and mental mm-hmm. games. I don't think that they realized what they were getting themselves. They probably didn't do their research. And if they if I were them, I would have done my research. Just like you're going to learn how to drive stick if you go to Amazing Race, right, guys? Aren't you going to yeah. go learn how to drive a shift? You know, or, yeah, and, you didn't already know. Uh, like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Start yeah, fire and untie knots for Survivor. Learn to swim. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, eat a lot of rice. And maybe they did, and it just, just wasn't us. But along those lines, Michelle, I had the thought: if I were Jeff or Jackie, and having been on Amazing Race and in the CBS reality family, dear sweet God. I would have reached out to former house guests and even and not told them because you can't tell. But I would say, so what's it like to play Big Brother? If someone were going to play Big Brother, what would be some tips? Well, what would have been smart is if they consulted with, say, a Jeff and Jordan and a Rachel and Brendan who have actually done right. Where it wouldn't like look weird for them to be like, oh, just call and say how you guys doing, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe they off did. the off I, the I off the know. off the off the uh, the the topic. How is Big Brother? You know, <laughs> like do something right. like that. But you it, don't maybe really they have just to didn't do. Listen to them. I don't. Know. Yeah, you don't. I don't think you would have to like if you're in the reality world. You would have to even call people like that. You could just Google. You can just, yeah. like, he didn't even know that James was an HOH and, like, James was on the block, you know? He was one of the Battle of the Blocks. And he's like, oh, James, like, oh, what do you, I thought you were involved. Like, what? I mean, he forgot there was two even... HOHs. <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and I, I am. The more I think about Michelle, you're right. I'm shocked that neither of them has been evicted before now because they're such easy, obvious targets. And, you know, they kind of have the same thing going against them that Liz and Julia have going against them. I don't know about you, Michelle, but even if I were in that house and I was Liz and Julia's ally, in my mind I'd say at some point in time they have to be broken up because they are never going to go against each other, no matter what. That's right. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I'm surprised I, at how the house has been reacting to these twists. They're not really retaliating against them. Like, I, I'm I'm super surprised about the twin twist that they're, they're okay with it. They, I mean, we all saw Jason and Devon. They're the ones that you know saw the differences in them and talked about it. 
and I'm not, I'm surprised that the other side of the house is not aware or not much aware of certain people that know it. They're in power, so that's one thing. When maybe a power changes, will be another. But you know, the amazing race twist with having these two people come in, um, you know, having two other people with the possibility of Julia coming in. I'm a little surprised, but there's a lot of gameplay going on. These people are actually kind of thinking about, you know, numbers and stuff. But right now, it's so early to think about numbers. And with the battle of the block and the power changing, I, 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 don't, I don't like it one bit. I think they're, they're playing too hard, too quick. But at the same time, it, I guess it's entertainment value, right? I mean, we could say that about right. Audrey. I mean, it seems like Audrey's skating by. Uh, not Jeff so much, but Jackie's going to skate by. Liz and Julie are going to skate by. And Gronk Party, it's skated by. Woo! Sorry. I just There's a deer in our front yard. Sorry. Ooh. Oh, how cool. Hi, Bambi. Bambi made Don't an appearance on Monday. I, I will beat you. Oh, God. Okay, it's leaving. <laughs> Sorry, this is one of the downfalls of living out in the woods. <laughs> Sorry, random. Uh, in, in no, Bambi is awesome. You can evict <laughs> Bambi from your yard. Bambi, you have been evicted. That's a big deal. Anyway, uh, Michelle, you know, something I learned being in the house, and, I'm, and I, I know you know this better than I do, a big part of Big Brother that I underestimated was keeping the bigger targets in the game ahead of you. And that's why they were so, so stupid to evict Davon last week. Yes. I mean, really dumb. Really dumb. Meg hasn't won crap. Meg isn't going to win crap. Meg isn't going to help anyone. She's just going to sit there. And it was dumb to evict Davon because the long, just like she said in her speech, the longer Davon's in that game, the longer she's taking the arrows. Yep. No, I totally agree with you. I think it was dumb that they took Davon out. Not even as a Davon fan, but just within the game itself, um, I, I don't. I don't think that Davon should have gone at that moment. There was a lot mm. of other people that should have, but you know, living in that house and in hindsight, there's so much more than what yeah. is perceived. And at the same time, we're looking at the outside in. And, you know, out, uh, inside out is a totally different perspective. Um, Ronnie, real quick, let's talk about um, um, your favorites and your least favorites. Um, maybe you can just give a, a couple of each. Uh, who, let's start off. Let's start off with your least favorite. Let's give, give a couple of names of your least favorite. Maybe mm. people that we haven't really talked about. I know you, just Jeff and whatever. Clay. But this, I don't play. care for Clay. Yeah. Um, Clay just kind of, I don't know, Clay's a non-entity to me. He's someone in the house that if I were in there, and see, I know you're the same way, Michelle. I, before, whenever I watched the show as a fan, I, I rooted for people that I wanted to see win. And, and now I can't help but look at it from the angle of, if I were in the house, who would I want out? You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. That's Clay. I'd want Clay going, like, like yesterday, going out. Because he just, I don't know, he's someone that I would probably never work with if I were in the house with him, which, you know, I don't know, he just seems too all-American for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, there's, there's some people that you gel with and some people that you 
know that you're probably not yeah. going to sell with. Um, don't really care for showing. Was there a clay in your season, do you think? No. Well, not really, but the closest probably okay. would have been our Jeff. Okay. Probably. But he's not even really like clay, I don't think. Clay's just, I don't know, clay seems to me more of a droop from season five. He seems more of a uh, shame, <laughs> more of a, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really like Shelly, but that's not because I don't, I don't know. She just doesn't. I will say this about this cast. Normally there's someone I have a visceral reaction that I'm like, no, ew, I don't, I don't want to root for them. I don't have that with anyone this season. There's no one that I'm absolutely like, you know, except for Jeff, like I said, but out of the 14 cast members that they announced prior to the premiere, there was, there's no one that I'm like, I do not want to see them win. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. No, not yet. No. Um, it's still early on, though, right, Ronnie? I mean, it's still, with this Battle of the Block thing, I think it makes it kind of more intense, too. It's harder to... Yeah. Well, you don't I really mean, have, I like, a team. You have individuals, and individuals are kind of, like, separated. Like, one could be in the block, one could be the HOH. So it's really kind of hard to get a grasp on things right now, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, it is. And, and like you said, the, especially with the Battle of the Block, I mean... I know a lot of people say they don't like the Battle of the Block. I do like the Battle of the Block, but then again, that's because I'm looking at it from the angle if I were in the house. And if I were in there, yeah, I'd want two chances to save myself because isn't that essentially <laughs> what you get? So you're you saying you would be on the block. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're on the block, which is going to happen eventually probably, you get one chance, which is the Battle of the Block to save yourself, and then you still get POV if you screw that up. Yeah, I'd like two chances to save myself. Yeah. Would you and ever? Would you, would you ever entertain? Would you ever entertain the HOH to throw a bob? Oh, I would never throw a comp. <laughs> I didn't throw. So. No. Yeah, I, don't I would so never throw a comp. I would never Weird. throw a comp. If somebody never. asked me, if it was if it was me myself making the decision and like I, that's what I wanted to do, yes. And it would have to be, like, catastrophic. Like, it has to be the most crazy, insane thing for me to say, I would not try to win. But for somebody to tell me, you're not going to win it, hell no. I don't know. No. You can't put somebody that doesn't have a voting chance telling you that they have votes. Not in my season. That didn't work, honey. Yeah, I would never, ever throw a comp. That's just... Well, let me rephrase that. The only time I would ever even possibly remotely consider the option of throwing a competition would be if I were the ultimate und- uh, ultimate in-power HOH and it was the POV comp. Because then I know I can't be nominated, so what's the matter to me? Exactly. Okay. I mean, but if I wasn't HOH, no, hell no. Uh-uh, no. No. Oh, no, let me rephrase that. I would throw a comp if my wife were in the game with me and my wife was HOH. Then I would throw a comp because she's not nominating, no matter what. 
Oh, we love Michelle. That's a shout out to Michelle. Oh, man. Oh, she just said, that's what I think. My eyes on you. Now. Never mind. I rescind Oh, oh, oh. oh. She, she oh. turned on you in a drop of a dime. Watch your back, Ronnie. Wow, it's like that. Marriage is worth $500,000. No spats before yeah. the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, no, you got a hot tub in the future. Please, men, make men's now. All right, Pam, I need to repair my social game. On the story. Now it's time to turn on the social game. Ronnie, uh, okay, so you talked about the people that you, not that you dislike, that you just don't feel in the game right now. Let's just yeah, put it out no there. We don't want to get people dislike, crazy. Like, but yeah. I just, I'm, I'm not feeling them. Yeah, like, You're not hmm. feeling them. All right, so who are you feeling, Ronnie? We want to know who you feeling. Uh, I really, I know she's evicted, but I really like Davon. Mm. I really like Davon. I liked how real she is. I loved how she wasn't afraid to say things and stir it up. And I don't know. I like that. You know, I would have I for agree sure with aligned you. with Davon for sure. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely. Do. Um, and uh, who else? I like Steve. I like Steve because he's my nerd brother in arms. Um, yeah. So what do you think about Jason, my boy, Jason? Jason has grown on me. Initially, I I I felt ambiv, you know, I felt kind of meh, like neither way. But he's growing on me. I think he's actually playing a pretty. He's got a firm base for a pretty good possibility social game, because he was with Davon or whatever. But it seems like nobody really dislikes him, and he saved himself, so he's proven he can win a comp. He he's really good at the comps and he's really smart. Obviously, I don't know if you heard us talking before, but you know him and Davon, you know, figured out the twi- the twin mm-hmm. quest, and yeah. he knew she was coming in in five weeks. I mean, he was like on point. When I tell you, I you know I I know him. Um, when I tell you he's an Uber fan, I was right on the money. He is an Uber fan, you guys, and I just want to say shout out to my Jason who gave me a shout out, buddy. I'm sending you the Portuguese steak with an egg on top. Bloop. <laughs> anyway, little side note. Um, but um, he is very smart, and the only thing I have to say is I think maybe the house could get intimidated by that. Um, at the same time, he is kind of like in the opposite end of the house. He has one of himself out of um, Battle of the Block twice uh, in a row. And mm-hmm. so I think they're kind of like, okay, let's just maybe not even touch him right now. But I yeah. feel like when the power changes, it's going to get better for him. But I think he's going to do pretty good. I think if he can keep winning the comps and, um, you know, these different twists where uh, – I want, that's another thing I want to discuss with you, Ronnie. You know, we got, we're talking about the BB takeover where every week, you know, BB has taken over. We've seen the Amazing mm-hmm. Race takeover. We've seen Kathy Griffin takeover. We've I seen the Gronk party takeover. You know, one thing I was thinking about, right? I'm going to throw this out there. I want to know what you think, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Like, if one of the weeks was the uh, Big Brother Takeover Bring Back, it's going to be called Bring Back. And as I've now realized, because I was thinking, okay, it could be the people voted out before jury and that they would have a chance to come back. And I'm thinking it's going to be jury, bring back, and they do a competition and come back. Do you think that's a possibility? Do you like that idea? Do you think I'm off? Do you think I'm on? What do you um, think? If Julia does not get to enter the game, they'll do that. If Julia enters the game, it won't happen. Ooh, good point. I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah. They could be. Which, they could do two double evictions, though. They could. I don't know. Um, let's see. They brought back a player last season, and they brought back a player in fifteen. So this would be the third season in a row that they brought it back. See, I will tell you, I know we're far from the BB takeover being being over with, but in my mind, what I thought would be, this would be like a best of twist hit. Like, like I want to see one season there be a saboteur, or one week there be a saboteur. Like, I want to see one week. See, I want them to bring back people from past seasons. To, to take just over the to game like for host or to take over the game for the week just or to take over the game for the week. Like I want to see him bring just as an example. I want to see him bring back a bunch of us from eleven and have us pick the house and put them in clicks for a week. Ooh, interesting. Like, interesting. Yeah. Clicks for the week. Oh, okay. So let's think about that. So they would have the jocks, the brains, the outcasts. And they the can bring pop- back one brain, one athlete, one outcast, one popular. Okay. And have the four of us just do a schoolyard pick of everyone that's left and put them in clicks for the week. Prior to. So, so what would be your, your clicks, though? Like, okay, if they gave you that right now, they said, Ronnie, pick the clicks. Okay, maybe just don't name all of them, but maybe put two people in each click. Who, who would you put real quick in um, athlete, brains, beauty, and outcast. Well, the click I would pick for myself, like my my my, how many? Let's see, there, how many people are left now? There's been two evictions, so there are 14 people left. Yeah, they really have to do it at like the final 12. That way, there were three people on each click, because it'd have to be even. Okay, so, so you can really pick right now. Picking a click is I would pick. I would pick first off. The first pick would be. Who who I thought would actually win the HOH maybe, so I probably would pick Jason, believe it or not, and then the next person I would pick would be based off of who I think Jason would evict, but I didn't want them to evict. That way, if he were HOH, he couldn't nominate them. Okay, okay. Here's here's the deal though, Ryan. You're going a little off track because you're you're picking uh, strategically, not click clickily. Oh yeah, well, clickily, um, clickily, clickily. Say that five times. <laughs> if you if you say that, you win the competition. I mean, I don't even know what you win, but you just win. <laughs> well, if I had to pick pick it based off of just their personalities of which click they would go in, obviously Steve would have to be brains. Jason, believe it or not, I'd still put Jason in the brains. Yes, yes, I'd still put Jason in the brains. Um, Audrey would have to be offbeat because she's so unique. Um, I would put, um, Clay would have to be athletes. Shelly would be popular. Meg, ooh, Meg would be offbeat. Yep. Meg would be offbeat. Um, Jeff would have to probably be athlete. Jackie would be popular. James would probably be athlete. I'm going to put James in athlete quick. All right. Because he likes to hunt and stuff like that. Um, Vanessa could be brains. Mm-hmm. Mm, who am I forgetting? Are they listening out there? Hello, CBS. 
I know you're listening to us right now. Feel free to use them. But, you know, like, bring me back to do this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Bring us back. Um, I know me and Ronnie both want to come back, and we're hoping for an All-Stars next year, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are. I know Steve said in the house, they were talking about All-Stars, and he said, Oh, man, they have to bring Ronnie back for All-Stars. But, uh, Steve, while I appreciate the fl- I'm flattered by the comment, that call's never coming. <laughs> well, you can never say never because you never, well, never know. Ronnie, Ronnie, what did you feel? Because you've been brought up earlier in the season, too, when they were talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about uh, Audrey um, and comparing Audrey to you. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah, you know, and and Jason mentioned me a couple times, and Davon mentioned me a couple times, and you know, I, I, I'm, I know I, well, I don't want it to sound this way, but I don't have it. I, you know, I guess it's going to sound however it sounds. I'm really flattered. It's been six years, and I went out before jury, and they're still remembering me. I had to have done something right, right? Hey, for of them to course. talk about you. Hey, as long as they're talking about you, whether it's good or bad, they're talking about your baby. That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, I went out before ju- before jury, and people still say, oh, they're the Ronnie. Oh, that's the Ronnie this season. I mean. <laughs> and it also, you guys like to take I, a call from fans? Yeah. Oh, Ronnie, will you take a phone call, say, babe? And, yeah. And also, Ronnie, and also, Ronnie, and then we'll take the caller, uh, uh it also speaks to your season that uh, they remember that season too. So yeah, yeah, it was a good season. All right, let's bring up a caller, Cherry. Let's do this. We have Jason from JTV. Thank you for calling in, Jason. How are you? Fine. Hi. Do you have a question for Ronnie or Michelle? Um, actually, I kind of have a question for both of them. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> um uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of looks like, you know, the people that are kind of outside and really haven't thrown into this big alliance, you know, like Jason, James, and Meg, and Jackie. And, and now, I mean, you'd think that if, if you were the two of them, it, it say it's it, two of them were to win the HOH, who would you almost put on the block? Because I don't I don't get how Jason or none of them has seen that Clay and Shelly is playing the whole house. I mean, it's completely evident. You take out Day, you take out Jeff, even though you're saying you're working with him, and Jeff already knows that he was already in a five-person alliance with him. So, I mean... What would you do if, say, Jason and James won the next HOH? Go ahead, Ronnie. I'll let you go answer first. Well, what I would say, and I'm sure Michelle would agree with this, is when you're in that house, number one, I looked at the social relationships between the people from the stance of seeing who they put on the block. Because, yeah, people can say pawns, blah, 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 but you never... I don't care who you are, you never put someone on the block that ultimately you're not okay with them going home because uh, you're putting them in danger. So 
I that's what I would have looked at first and foremost. And I agree with you. I just looking at Clay and Shelly and the personalities that people should know they're working together. I mean, yeah, that's an obvious that working together. I if I were Jason and James and say that that's your scenario, right, Jason? That it's Jason and James that won H O H. Yeah, I would have James put up. Um, Shelly and Clay. Ooh, I don't, bad. I don't think, well, I don't think that, she, I think Shelly put up James, correct? Yeah. But see, so you need to so put up Shelly that would be That would be his outlet to say, I'm going to put up Shelly. The reason why I'm saying Jason not to put him up is because James was put up by Shelly. So for, he could say, Shelly, I'm going to put you up in Clay. You're her biggest ally. If I was Jason, I would put up uh, Vanessa. No, I would put up Becky. Oh, I forgot about Becky. Yeah, she's quiet. <laughs> I would put up Becky because she put him up. And I would, I don't think, Austin, maybe Austin to deflect his back door because I don't think he would want Vanessa or Austin out and for him to win HOH. But I think James would have to put up, you know, a big target because he's been targeted by people who have won the HOH who he hasn't throned. So I, I not, See, I'm not, I'm saying it per game value and I'm trying to look at it th- through their eyes. Right. And that's what they would do. I mean, right now the house is divided. James isn't yeah. going to put up Jason. He's not going to put up Mag. He's not going to put up John. Um, um, so the rest of the house is left. So I think it's so he doesn't get blood in your hands. It's so early in the game. I don't know if he would put up, say, Shelly and Clay. Maybe he would definitely put up Shelly. Maybe he would throw up somebody else, and maybe he would try to backdoor Clay or Shelly. That's what I would think James would do right now. But See, I, mean, I agree with you. Looking through their eyes, like you said, I never really considered that, but you're right, Michelle. Looking through their eyes and what they would actually do, you're probably right. But see, I think they should put up Shelly and Clay opposite each other and put up two people who really suck at competitions against them so that no matter who wins, one of them's going to, you know, you can probably – I mean, I guess, though, if you put them up together and you put up two people who would beat them, then you're guaranteeing one of them is going to see the voters. Well, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that putting Clay against Shelly would be good because that, at the end, you know, you want one of them gone. But it, you, it, it all has to kind of – it's like a, ch- a chess match. You know, you've got to be like, okay. Yeah. One of them – if, say, Shelly or Clay, they win together as a team – then they're coming after you. Separate, you know, it's going to be a little bit more different because they say one of them, one of them is going to lose in the end. Right. So they're going to be more vulnerable and making more deals and, and talking more game than if they you put them together. So, yeah, looking back on hindsight, yeah, let's split them up. But then, you know, then they're going to have to say, figure out if it's Clay or Shelly that they want to go against and then target that and make sure that they're both of the heads of household agree with that because if they want Shelly out, they have to make sure that they tell Clay, you need to win this. If not, you're out. 
Right. Because that's what they're do that's what they're doing with John. You know, they're they're basically bullying him into you better we're gonna put you up, win this and then or lose this and win this. You know? So they're pretty much putting up people as pawns, so I would, yeah, I would agree with you, totally split them up, and then I would say have Clay become kind of the bad guy and try to beat out Shelly. Then, yeah. with a woman scorned, oh, all hell will break loose, like my season with Keisha in Memphis. Hmm. Okay, um, I, I, have a, I have another thing, too, though. Like, I, I've noticed that Jason has pretty much known, like, everything down to T. And I've even seen him rehearse Big Brother seasons, like, word to word. Now, I, and and he's caught on to everything. And I, I feel like, had he not called Austin out for being a fake liar to everybody the other night, and he's like, man, that dude's rolling his eyes. You can tell he, he ate you know, he already knows something, you know. And I feel like had he not said that, that James would probably already be out. I mean, you know, he wouldn't even have mm. a shot. But how, how can none of them notice that? Um, you're very, you're in a bubble, Jason, in that house. As much as you think you know, you really don't know anything. And if you get to the point where you think you know it all, you lose the game. And if you're not paying attention to the game, you're going to lose it. So you have to figure out that balance. And that's where it gets difficult because in that house, the balance is for you to knock the hell out of the next person in the next room or the next bed or whatever the case may be. You have to differentiate emotional, physical uh, friendships. It's a, it's really like the first thing I walked in the house and said, you know, I had a plan and the game plan. And I, one minute in, I said, that's out the window because <laughs> I don't know how these personalities are all going to mesh. And right. day by day, I go and see how these relationships are meshing or demeshing conflict. Yeah, and every and week it gets off that. up and resettles. As like Audrey. Audrey, I think, would be the biggest um, uh, person we could talk about. And, and I was a little bit, like, taken back by Davon's um, words in the finale. Well, when she was ta- – for me, it was the finale when she was taken out of the game. It was like the end. It was like my breath was taken away. But, you know, she said they're not going to vote her out because of, you know, her storyline. And for me, it's like – She's right, though. Yeah, and I'm like, she's in my pool, and I'm happy about it, but I'm like, not, because I think well, that she should have been out of the game, or, you know, as a viewer, she should have been gone a long time ago, and they're just keeping around. So, it really, it really goes minute by minute, second by second, emotion by emotion in that house. Yeah, but I have a really controversial view for where that, that whole mentality started, and why it is. And I'm not necessarily proud of this. I really think that mentality started because of my season. Ever since 11, 
it, not everyone. That's not fair to say. Ever since my season, a lot of people, that's the, that's a fair way to say it, a lot of people that have been on the show, and you hear them talk about on the feeds about, oh, I want to be loved by America. Ooh, I wonder if America likes me. I hope they don't hate me. Well, who cares if America likes you? Who cares if America hates you? Just play the game you want to play. But that started because everyone wants to be the next Jeff and Jordan. Everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to be the fan favorite. Well, who cares if you're the fan favorite? Just play the game. And that's why Audrey will not be evicted for quite some time. And Davon is 100% right, because nobody will nominate her, because everyone will be afraid they will be viewed as transphobic. Everyone's afraid that they will be looked in upon poorly. And that's not right. the case there's, whatsoever. Audrey is a there's girl. There's rumors that she might be America's player, too. Yeah, but but Audrey is a girl in a game, and that and that's what she is. She's a player in a game. And if I were in that house, I proved it by how I nominated both Jeff and Jordan. You think I didn't think for a second America might be like, oh, Jordan and, you know, Jeff and Jordan are liked? For, yeah, the thought in my head, but did I care? No, because I looked at them as two players in a game. I, I mean, Laura said the I same thing. Laura said Ronnie never looked at me as as a pretty girl. Ronnie looked at me as a person in a game. Well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? So isn't that a Absolutely. What I was trying to, what I was going to say is uh, that it's smart, but easier said than done. I mean, it's just human nature um, for people to think that way, but that's not going to win you the games. That's kind of what you're saying, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course nobody wants to be, in real life, you know, of course in real life I don't want to be viewed upon poorly, but when in that game, like Michelle said, you know, in the previous comment, you got to really compartmentalize. When you go in that house, you have to throw away almost everything, and you have to be like, I'm in big brother mode now. And in big brother mode, I don't care if they hate me or not. <laughs> I'm going to play the game. Well, I think that they're going to forget, you know, I mean, I, like she's transgender. I don't think they should treat her special. Uh, I think that she's just a regular person playing the Big Brother right. game for me. That's how I look at it. Yeah. And then maybe there's others that look at it differently. But in, in, in hindsight, after a while, that shit goes away. You know, yes, right. everybody has a story, everybody has a challenge, everybody has a problem, everybody has a dilemma, everybody has a story, and who's to say whose is better, you know, and, you know, you can only hide underlying, like, if she's America's player, God bless her, um, did I ever think I was America's player? No. Was I trying to get America's player, Dan? Yes. Every second I got, and I was right, and people thought I was crazy. So, I, I don't put it towards anybody that they wouldn't be America's player. Um, I just think that with all these twists happening, I'm sure the house is starting to realize there's a twist every week and it's not, it could be a possibility. I mean, they even talked about Davon being America's player. And if they voted out Davon, that America would hate them. So maybe they should keep her in. And I was hoping for that, that they were, you know, Mm -hmm. smart and stupid enough to go by that because if they voted out Devon, America would hate them. And they thought about that. So it, it, for me, I like the fact that they're thinking about all these different scenarios and at the same time, you know, that's called paranoia, really, if you think about it in, in normal life. 
but they're not living a normal life. They're playing a game, and in the, in the, in the end, one person's going to win. It's not going to be Clay and Shelly when that's the end. It's not going to be uh, Jason and Devon, you know, obviously, but I'm just saying it's not going to be teams going to win at the end, America's player or whatever. It's going to be an individual person mm-hmm. that somehow went through this maze and uh, webs of weaves of of horrible twists and great twists and and uh, epic well, twists or whatever you want to call it. So it, it's, it's winning that whole thing, going through that all, all these battle of the blocks and all these twists, to me in itself is, is admirable to be able to make it through all that unscathed. Yeah, I, I, I have to make a comment about the twist. I was really hoping there would be twists, but in my opinion, you know, what has really been the twist so far? Maybe the, the canceling three votes out, but otherwise, I don't see that there's been any twists yet. Well, was that no, a twist because right it didn't yet. work we out? Game. It didn't really work out, right, Ronnie, the, the three cancellation of votes? Yeah, it didn't really work out because, well... Bunch of people weren't uh, thinking long term, but that's okay. Right, but I don't consider bringing uh, the amazing racing uh, people in, you know, out, you uh, know, as the last two contestants. That really wasn't much of a twist. Saving them, saving two people in a fast forward with that many people in the house. That's really not much of a twist. They don't even know each other, and they save two people. Big deal. Uh, you know, then then the three votes being saved, way the house votes early in, in every season, it, it's not going to be enough. And the party all week, that really wasn't a twist. So I'm waiting for a legitimate twist. I think about BB Canada, they had some legitimate twists. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's something Jason said that is true. You know, Jason in the house, He's he's predicted, you know, p- picked up on everything. And, you know, if you're a real Uber fan, then you can pick up what's going on because I don't know if anyone remembers, but when I was in the house, I practically predicted every competition type before it happened. I The moment that Julie told us there was a power, I knew it was the coup d'etat. I, I predicted probably exactly how it was going to come down. I mean, so if you're a real fan of the show, and you've seen it, and you know it, you, you know, to a great deal of accuracy, you can call it out. I think that these twists are kind of up in the air. They're they're kind of throwing it against the wall and seeing how it works. The Amazing Race twist, I think, works for them because they are still in the house. Um, the I think Griffin I think one should be the first and second out. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you guys. I thought that they would be out. Um, whether oh, yeah. it's a twist I twist, I don't know, but it it, it is, um, you know, putting a wrench in certain things where, you know, you have somebody that doesn't really know about Big Brother. Um, somebody I want to see them put a twist on America. That's what I want to see. I want to see them do a twist on America. Something that they never told us was happening the whole time, and then at the end they're like, "By the way, this happened the whole season." Like how they keep saying Clay's a twin. Like I want to see something like that. That would be interesting, actually. I, yeah. I did not hear that. Are they, they're saying Clay's a twin. I, I've seen. I've heard them say this. They theorize that Clay's a twin, and because they say he has different physicalities, 
he's not. What happened, I don't, I don't what happened Michelle and Ronnie, is that Vanessa was thinking, okay, we know about Liz and Julia, but that means there's more uh, female cast members than they normally, this is her thinking. They normally have the same number of male and female, so maybe there is another uh, twin in there, and she started looking, and she thought she saw Clay's hair was different and all this type of thing. So that's where that all started. Paranoia. Mm. Paranoia. See, and you know what? I would not be surprised. Another thing I want to see them do, see, I think I should come up with twists. I think one of the BB takeovers should be when they get to the final 10, they have a competition. Like, don't let them pick because that wouldn't be fun, right? Letting them pick, don't let them do that because they'll pick someone they like, whatever. And we want to see them get, like, you know, messed over, right? Because that's part of the fun is to see how they deal with these twists. So I think at the final 10, they should bring back the twists from Big Brother 6. They should have some competition where the end result of the competition is they are assigned um, kind of, I guess, along the lines of where they placed in the competition some way. Like maybe they find an object and then that matches another one. And they're randomly paired up with someone else in the final ten. So there are five sets of two. And the twist is announced, but it's not told to the whole house. That, it, But how they do is they think they got the special object in the competition. Maybe have them do it one at a time. That way they don't know. Tell them that they now have a secret pair, partner. And if they get to the end with their secret partner, the grand prize is now a million dollars. Just like it was in and that way you see it all jumbled up because if someone gets paired up with someone they don't like, they're going to all sudden want to take them to the end because they have the shot at a million dollars. But if they think they're the only one, they're not going to tell anyone. And you're going to see a whole I bunch like of crap go crazy. I like that, Ronnie. I like the way you think. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I like, I like breaking it up. Like, for me, it's like break it up. I hate it when it's that would definitely all the in. Yeah, all the house is voting for one person, and everybody's doing this, like, all the business doing that. They're I'll message not back during I'll this person. Say, please use <laughs> Yes, you need to send that one in. Ronnie, who do, you, who do you predict is going to be the winner of Big Brother 17? Ooh. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Mac? Johnny. Wow, my Bobcat Johnny Mac. I gave him I gave him a new name, Bobcat Johnny Mac. I think he reminds me of the old Bobcat Wild uh Bobcat Gold Goldthwaite. And so I, I say Johnny him. with a wild card of maybe Becky. And I say Becky well, I say Becky because Becky's not on anyone's radar now. She really isn't. You're right. Becky is like laying back and letting the cards fall where they fall and mm-hmm. kind of out of the picture right now. And see, and, and that's, the, that's the trick I didn't know. A bit, some would call this floating, but I wouldn't necessarily call this strategy floating. I think it's a, it's a valid strategy going in the house and realizing there are really large personalities in there and kind of just stepping back and letting them have it out. 
Like, you can still be a part of it. You can still win things, because that way you're not floating. But I think there is an art to just letting the big personalities duke it out. I that's also what Becky's like, doing, I think. I also, I, I think that she really is smart. We don't get to see a lot of her, but I am impressed with her intelligence. And I also like her personality. I, right now, I don't know how far she can go because people know how intelligent of a game player she is, but I I really like Vanessa. I think she she is... Right. I do like well, Vanessa. You know, and if Jeff is evicted this week, I think Jackie will go deep. Oh, deep, deep? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think I if Jeff is like evicted this deep. week... I'm predicting if Jeff is evicted this week, like I think he will be, Jackie will make it to at least final seven or six. Okay. Yeah. That J- Jackie will make it to either fifth or sixth, you said? At least final seven or six, if Jeff is evicted. And because something people don't realize but as viewers, but when you're in that house and you're part of a duo like that, if one of the duos evicted – the house kind of gives you a soft reset. The house kind of says, okay, they're broken up. Ah, good point. Right, right. We're gonna, we're gonna I like Vanessa, but I target. don't like her, her sidekick, Austin. I think if, if you, like you just said, a soft reset for Vanessa would be getting rid of Austin, and I think yeah. Vanessa would go a lot further in the game if she wasn't yeah. tied up with Austin. Well, the only exception... You- he, is if Liz is, and Ju- if Julia joins the game and you evict oh, yeah. one twin, they will gun after that second twin. Because when you get rid of someone in a duo like a twin, then you got to get rid of the other two. Because if they get to the end, they're getting the vote. And- oh, of course. Absolutely. I have to say this, though, that as loyal as Vanessa is, and as much as she sees some very positive things about Austin, she's also getting very skeptical of him. She was Mm -hmm. infuriated when he didn't win that POV and he could have Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um so what what happened, Paul? Can you give us a quick well by the way guys, there's spoilers on here, so too late that you probably already heard some, but Paul, can you give us just a little insight on the conversation that happened between Austin and Vanessa? Well, she was working very closely with him throughout this whole uh, HOH, even though that he had been dethroned. And mm. they really, she really did not want Jeff really, I mean, excuse me, Austin really wanted Jeff up there and get him out. But but uh, Vanessa was kind of okay with him staying in and getting rid of, of James because James really irritates a lot of the girls in there with his his at any rate so she there was a great uh pov selection i mean they couldn't have asked for you know a better group of people to be uh playing in the pov and she did not want to because everybody in the house wanted audrey out and she didn't she wanted to be protected by nobody using the pov that way she wouldn't be faced with uh, the house saying, why are, you putting, why are you not renaming, you know, putting up Audrey? We thought that was your plan. Vanessa was, was going to be sitting 
in a nice position to say, okay, well, we're not using the power of veto, and so I can't put Audrey up. And so Jeff, I mean, uh, Austin ended up in the final two matched up with Johnny Mack, who is on the block, and he basically, Austin basically threw it and let Johnny Mack win, which forces Vanessa to have to get blood on her hands and pick somebody else to put up. And she had made it very clear to Austin going into the POV that if you can win it, win it. And he basically threw it to Johnny Mack, which put her in a bad spot. And she just went off on him in the HOH room. And I don't know. It, it looked bad. Yeah. Well, well I mean, there's a tide at that point. I mean, Ronnie, I mean, she did tell Austin many times she wants to win HOH. She wants to win HOH. She wants to win HOH. So you ask, you shall receive. After that moment, I mean, of course, you have to expect that somebody's going to win a veto. Um, you have blood in your hands. You're getting blood in your hands. And now it's her as a poker player. She needs to think three steps ahead and not think about Austin and right. yell at him. She needs to move on. Um, no, something I want to talk about, if I may, it involves Austin. I can't stand how people that go on the show now do the thing that Austin's doing where they come on with this persona or where they give the shout-outs like Clay does. I, I'm sick of it. Uh, it really annoys me. Amen. Like this Judas thing that Austin does, <laughs> it's just it Okay, just I me. kept reliving Big Brother 10 every time he says Judas, and I kept thinking, I know. you will be, always be Judas in my house, Dan. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, this is like a nightmare for me. So it's a nightmare. <laughs> I just, I don't know. And, and Michelle, you know as well, well as well as I do, what are the three rules of live shows? The three S's. No singing, no swearing, no shout-outs. All right, what was that last one? No, no shout-outs. Shout <laughs> That's a rule. For me, as a house guest, that rule is right up there with, you got to always wear your microphone. It's right up there with, these are the rules of how you're allowed to play the veto. These are the rules of, of how you're allowed to nominate someone. I mean, it's a rule of the game. It's a rule. They should have to follow it. Mm. It annoys me. Well, it's there's a lot going on right now, and Ronnie, I just want to say thank you so much. I know we probably had you on a little bit longer than we planned, and I love all your insight. You are like, I just want to rip apart your brain and like talk to you forever <laughs> and ever. Like seriously, I could and we could, and we'd love to have you back on. Maybe, maybe say in a couple of weeks after a couple okay. of things maybe have unraveled and. Let us know your thoughts, but we love your ideas of the twists. So if you, I know you listen in CBS and cast casting. Um, pick up on some of those and a couple of ideas I had. Um, Ronnie, your um, faves and least faves and just your different thoughts. on um, the, I like your twist about breaking them up into uh, clicks. Secret pairs. Um, yeah, is there, any, is there awesome. anything else you want to talk about real quick um, before we finish up mm -hmm. the show? No, I'm just really thankful that you guys had me on. It's been a while, and I missed you guys, and I love you guys. So I love you too, Ronnie. Oh, I have Ronnie, to make a comment. You. When you mentioned cast, um, apparently, Julie and Liz were cast by uh, 
Robin Cass uh, in a potential project that apparently was canceled called the Twin Factor or the Twins Factor. And they were supposed to be on a new TV show about twins. And when they canceled it, they liked Liz and Julia enough that that's why they asked them to come on Big Brother. Yeah. I thought that yeah. Really? That sounds just like a uh, reality show that they have out. It's called Twinning or Twin Factor. And uh, these twins compete in um, a reality show, and they're separated, and they do competitions, and then they're brought together, and then the twins do competitions together. So I don't know if it was canceled or not, or if it was just uh, canceled due to this similar show, but um, there is a show coming out. It's called Twinning, I, I believe. Huh. Interesting. And that's an interesting um, little side note, Paul. Interesting. We love your um, your findings, so keep them coming. Um, Ronnie, is there anything else you want to promote, anything that you're doing, um, anything going on with you, Michelle? Do you plan on moving near me? I don't know, anything. <laughs> um, no, still waiting to see about that. You know, you and I will be in touch about that. I'm hoping it comes through. Um, no, just live in life. Follow me on Twitter if you want, at Ronnie Talbot. I tweet about the show a lot. <laughs> All right, you guys. Make sure you guys go on Twitter, find Ronnie Talbot, friend him, discuss with him, and ask him questions. Oh, wait. Oh, is- no, real quick, there is. If anyone plays Heroes of the Storm, I am looking for team members. I'm highly competitive. See me on Twitter. What was that, Ronnie? If anyone plays Heroes of the Storm, it's a Blizzard video game, I, I'm sitting on an 86.7% win ratio competitively. It's pretty high. And I'm looking for teammates so I can make a team and have a go at professional game. So hit me up. Okay, so anybody out there that is doing what Ronnie does, I, I already forgot the name of it because my <laughs> attention span is pretty low. Um, something about blizzards or fighting or gaming it out in 87.3% and he needs to get up there, so... Um, can I join you, Ronnie? Do you have room for me? Yes. Yes. Perfect. You can join the team. I will make you win. I will bring you up to 85%. Anyway. All right. I love you, Ronnie. Thank you for coming on. We want you back on soon for your insight. Don't be a stranger. Um, everybody follow Ronnie on Twitter, Facebook him, and, um, how much you love him because we love him. Love you guys. Love you, Ronnie. Tell Michelle we say hi. Please enjoy your hot tub and come back and visit us more often. Oh, enjoy your hot tub. Put it on speaker (laughs) and leave the mute off, baby. We just want to listen in. All right. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye, Ronnie. That was kind of creepy. I think I just turned into like a creeper because I just said to. Unmute your phone and then put it on speaker and put it by the jacuzzi. Was that a creeper kind of comment? I'll take it by your silence. It was. All right. Um, (laughs) Sherry was like, um, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, let's break it down before we go. Miss Sherry and Mr. Paul. Um, We have... um, Big Brother 17 happening as we speak next week. I will let you guys, well, within the week, I will let you guys know who we have up as a guest. You know who I'm going to be working on. <laughs> Mama Day. 
because I want that baby girl on here because she got to talk and she got to let us know everything. We have somebody in our chat room, Austin girl, who would love to have Mama Day on with us. Oh, she, Boston girl thinks that there should be a more diverse cast on Big Brother. Um, we're having a little chat about that right now, and I agree. I think there should be a little more diversity in the Big Brother. Cast. I, I think more in the age like range. I think that you know, like my season, it's, all areas. it's a little bit crazy. To think I was the youngest female at the age of 28, okay? And then this season, the oldest person who was a female is 33. So it's like I I would love to see a more variety of age range. I think that the melting pot is perfect or it could be better, but, you know, it it also is a, a show and they have their kind of set up, you know, so I I understand that aspect of it, but for me, it's like, I know there's people, and I'm not trying to say anything, but in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, that have a hot personality, that they can do competitions, that they're smart, that they're Big Brother fans, I want to see more of that. When Ronnie said that about Shelly being 33 and the oldest, I was like, what? She is? Oh, my God. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Cherry, I agree with you more. I think it's just like a – but I, I like this crew. Don't you like that this crew, Cherry? Yeah, I do. Um, I think they could do, you know, a better job in in bringing on a more diverse um, cast. And in well, age, it sounds like and, an all-stars and, next year, Cherry. Right, <laughs> and we were talking about that on Thursday, and when we we all asked, you know, the question, who would you like to see back in the house? And one, of the, the very first person, of course, you know, you and Cowboy are, are always in there, but the first person that I mentioned after you and Cowboy was Monica. I want to see Monica back yes. in the house. You know, yes. I would love to see Monica back in that house. I adore her. I just think she is one of the sweetest people in the world. You know, Daniel Reyes. Um, but it's beyond that, though, because they're both smart, intellectual, competitive, along with being, oh, my God, I love this person. You know, they have that, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Big Brother. You can have the America's Player. But without America's Player and all that, you have to be competitive and social. And I think both of them have that. And I would, I personally would love to play with Monica and um, Danielle Reyes. And, you know, not just because they're my girls. I got something in my throat. You know, but there's, there's. When you look Lailed back at my dogs, yes, there's been so many, you know, wonderful people that's played this game, and if they brought on a wonderful, diverse cast like that, um, I think it could be a much better cast than what we're seeing with 
just the pretty people who've been selected out of modeling agencies. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I think too. I think that you know we're Not always that they can't looking be people selected out of modeling agencies, but I don't think that should be the it factor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think like like as a Big Brother fan, okay, we want. We see this cast, we're like, yes. Then the first week happens, we're like, yes. And then the second week happens, we're like, okay, wait. This person that I liked, I don't like. And this person I didn't like, I like. Then the next week, oh, my God, this happened. And, that, like, I feel like it's, like, a shaky. It's like a birth of a baby, you know. You have this little baby. You know, you, you never had a baby before. You have this baby, and you don't know what to do. You don't know if it's crying because it wants to eat. You don't know if it's burping or what. You don't know if it's shitting. And I don't know if it's doing it, that stuff. It's like, uh, it's like that new taste, that new blood, and you want to do everything right. So when your right doesn't go right, then your mind goes to, okay, maybe this should have been this, and this person should go out, and this – they're living this kind of game in their world. It's kind of like Under the Dome, you know, like that new show, Under the Dome. They're like Under the Dome, right? And we're like the observers who have a hindsight on what they should do. So in the back of our mind, even though we have this player, we like we don't have the player, we're like calling it because we already see it throughout the feeds and throughout the, the game. And we want to be right within our own self, within our own pick. And we make investment. That's why Big Brother is such a, an investment in a lot of our lives for years and years and, you know, as months and live feeds and pop and, you know, the owl, do not sleep. I mean, we live and breathe this. And we want the people that are on our side, which we look at the camera not realizing that they're in the camera, they're us. Jason is me. Like, I'm, Jason's in front of me right now, you know, when I see him on TV. I think about meeting him, talking with him, talking about Big Brother. I think about that stuff. I couldn't think, I don't care what he does. For me, he can never do no wrong. You know what I mean? I'm biased. And so right. I, that's why I think Big Brother's just kind of like, um, like a, 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 like a sports league, like a foot, like football. You know, I like the Patriots. You don't like the Patriots. You like the St. Louis Cardinals. I like the Red Sox. Paul likes the Minnesota Vikings. You know, um, um, Joe likes the Chicago Bears, along with my brother, and along with Ron, you know. And that's what makes it go round. And I, in this discussion that we're having here is what's going to keep us all in the same, like, positiveness and and talking about it and also at the same time where we're like, I don't know, I don't really like Jonna. You know, I'm not really crazy about Meg, you know, but we're sitting here discussing it. So there's not a formula. That's what I'm trying to say. We we all want to have that bacon ingredients, a, a, a quarter of flour and two teaspoons of sugar, and it's going to taste just right. Well, guess what? How many times have we had a sour taste in our mouth, right? We're getting hungry right, right. now with you talking like that. I have to ask you because you didn't really have a chance in the beginning, uh, mm, but yeah. I played a, the special Gronk uh, audio uh, in the opener, and I could not help but wonder how you would have reacted if you were in the house when Ron Gronkowski Paul, came to the screen. Paul, Paul, 
First thing I said is, why didn't they do that in my season? I talked about the Patriots every second. And then I said, well, I know that Gronk wasn't in, you know, the Patriots. He wasn't even out of high school yet when I was. He's 23 or 24. So he wasn't even out of high school, right? And I was like, oh, my God, I would have freaking bugged out. I would have gone crazy. And then my next thought was, Wait till I meet Gronk, because I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Gronk, hi." I was on the big, I was on Big Brother, and he's gonna know Big Brother now. That, like, that's just oh, another, that's just another artery of Big Brother. Like, think about it, Amazing Race. That's an artery. All the big, all the Amazing Race fans that never watched Big Brother before are now watching Big Brother. Kathy Griffin fans, okay, artery. Oh. A lot of Kathy Griffin fans. Now we got Gronk. Hello. Now we got all the Gronk fans. When I meet Gronk. I'm going to be a gronk. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. And I think I might hello. just be stuck on hello. Hello. Uh, party. Like, I'm going to bug out. Like, uh, why didn't they do that? My season? Okay. Okay, Paul, you just brought up a can of worms, honey. <laughs> no, but I was thinking that, I'll be honest with you, because, right, am I the only one that, like, went crazy about the Patriots? Hello. <laughs> oh, I loved it, Paul. I loved gronk. And I loved the Gronk party, party time. I loved everything about it. Like the over, I call it the oversized beer pong. And a typical night at Bronx's normal party is finding party goers in a maze full of soap suds. So next season, when you're sitting in that house, Michelle, you're going to be saying, okay, when's Gronk going to be knocking at our door? Okay, when's the uh, Gronk party going to start? Why aren't they doing the Gronk uh, party for us? Uh, now it's all stars. I want the Gronk party to start. <laughs> uh, please, you know, and um, like a couple days before he went on Big Brother, he came out with like this, um, you know, uh, internal interview about him personally. And a couple things came out about him. Number one is that he has not spent one dollar, right, of his salary for being on the Patriots. He lives off his endorsements. He has not spent $1 of his contract money for being on the Patriots. All the money that he spent partying, whatever he does, is with his endorsements. He saves all his money from being on the Patriots, okay? That's number one, which is so hot. Number two um, is that uh, he knows about Big Brother now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like a giddy. Okay, let's stop talking about ground. <laughs> <laughs> I I like um like not like that you guys stop <laughs> no um I'm just saying I like the, the 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 what Big Brother's trying to do and open up right. different kind of pathways and getting different people involved in what Big Brother's about and I feel like. All this, so far with the the first three, whatever it's called, twist or it's called, twist our audience viewers into bigger numbers. Whatever they're doing, I I enjoy it. I don't enjoy maybe decisions that they make beyond that, um, in depth of who they pick. But Gronk was a great pick. Kathy Griffin was a big great pick. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. I I'm not saying I don't like Jeff and Jackie. I'm just saying, I would have liked Amy and Jason, but 
<laughs> well, we have gone way over our time. Way girl. overboard. We are way overboard. But you guys, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, Michelle BB10. On Facebook, I will keep you guys updated. You know, um, we got these house guests coming out of the house. So, some details of who's going to be a next house guest or person coming on could take, you know, a couple extra days. So, keep yourself updated by following me. And, um, Cherry and Paul, thank you very much for taking care of the background. You guys are pretty good with the background check. Um, thank you for Ronnie. No, they're not background checkers. They are front row checkers, but it's funny. Um, it was per discussion you guys had earlier. Um, and for the callers, the listeners chat room, thank you guys very much. Terry and Paul, take it away. Well, thank you so much for a wonderful evening. Um, love hearing you and Ronnie talk about BB17. It's such a pleasure to have Ronnie back on air with us. Um, just adore him, and just want to mention once again that we are thinking about our Chi-Town Joe. He's not with us tonight, but I know he'll be back with us. Um, but we are thinking about him, and we miss him. Uh, I would like to comment on something, because I did talk to Joe. Um, he was hoping to be on tonight, and the reason he wanted to be on was to thank everybody that uh, sent him well wishes and uh, and and the flowers as well. He really wanted to come on and, and say thank you. Uh, maybe he will come on on the next show and say that. We love you, Joe. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet, Paul. I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking about him. And, of course, in a time like this, you think about your family, you know? Well, I'm glad to hear that he's doing well and uh we're going to close the, the show with Ron, as we always do, and just keep Joe in your thoughts and prayers, and come back on Thursday for our Big Brother 17 roundtable show with Michael Cowboy Ellis, and I believe, I'm not positive, but I think that our guest might be Willie Hans this week, so oh, come back oh. on Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central for the Big Brother 17 Reality Roundtable Show with Michael Cowboy Ellis and possible guest, Willie Hans. So here's Ryan to take us out for the evening. Everybody have a wonderful week. Here's Ryan. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. I agree, Ron. It was a great one. Everybody say good night. Good night. Next on Big Brother. (laughs) Good night. First. 
and Cherry, enjoy your dinner. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. God bless. Love you guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.